be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. The only way the disciples could carry out that mission of going and making disciples of all nations is in the power of the Holy Spirit. The only way you and I can have a chance of going, whether that be going next door or going to a different nation to make disciples is in the power of the Holy Spirit. Ultimately, this mission will be successful. The gospel will reach every nook and cranny of the globe. <coughs> Revelation 5 tells us that, the <clears throat> that when the 24 elders fall down before the Lamb, they're each holding a harp and golden bowls of incense, which are the prayers of the saints, and they sing a song to Jesus saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign. Jesus has won people from every tribe and language and nation for himself. He has won them. And so the encouragement is to go and call them in. This is who this is God's calling you. Come to the altar. Come. God's calling you. And so we get to go and call those people in. But how do we do that? I don't know if it, is there a slide for this? How do we pioneer? I think there are a few different ways. One of the best ways of pioneering is starting new churches. You may know that as church planting. Starting new churches is one of the most effective ways of reaching people with the gospel. This is a quote from Tim Keller on the Redeemer City to City blog. Uh, he says this, <clears throat> Dozens of denominational studies have confirmed that the average new church gains most of its new members, between 60 and 80%, from ranks of people who are not attending any worshipping body. While churches over 10 to 15 years of age gain 80 to 90% of new members by transfer from other congregations. This means the average new congregation will bring in six to eight times more new people into the life of the body of Christ than any older congregation of the same size. Starting new churches is the, one of the most effective ways to reach people. A big part of that is because, generally speaking, when a new church is started or when a church plant happens, what you do is you, you say, we're going to start a new church in this place. Who wants to do that? And everyone who's enthusiastic says, I'm up for that. And you get there and you think, oh man, there's only six of us. We better get some new people in. And so you're enthusiastic to recruit new people, to share the gospel, and you're stepping out in faith. This doesn't mean that pre-existing churches can't grow. One of the key reasons that older churches don't grow is that they start to do church for the people that are already there 
instead of thinking about those who aren't safe. We like this style of music. We've always done it that way. We're not particularly like that. We may, we, we, you know, there's sort of certain things. The chairs are this way. You know, what would happen if we put them the other way around? <laughs> one, one <laughs> a few years ago, I said to Andy, what we should do is over the summer, the chairs should be different every week just to see what happens. Why not? Why, why do the chairs have to be like this? The chairs are like this because it's kind of semi in the round, so we're kind of like we're together, but obviously we mostly our attention is focused on these screens so we can read the words. So there is logical reason for this. You know, if everyone was facing that way and the words were over here, that wouldn't be that helpful. So there's logic to it, but there's no reason they can't be different. And if, if it was, you know, the majority of people in Watford or who live in this area, they didn't like sitting in rows of chairs like this, then we get rid of these chairs. Do we do something different? Why not? We need to... <coughs> Big picture, starting new churches, that's a big picture thing. And I'll talk a little bit more about that later. But small picture, we need to get used to being agile. I was talking to Jane about this just before the service. She was saying about her explore group, she said, I'm so excited to be with these people in my new group. I'm sad to have missed my old group. I'll miss my old group, but I'm excited to be with these new people. You know, shake things up a bit. It's great. Just to say, explore groups are like the worst thing to try and reorganize. Some people want to be with the same group until Jesus comes back. And other people <laughs> want to spend six weeks with someone and then that's it. We've made friends. I'll talk to you on Sunday. I'm going to be with them now. That, like, you've got these two ends of the spectrum. And so no one is happy. But we need to be, we need to be agile. We need to be willing to be sort of shaken up a little bit, moved around a little bit. And obviously, you know, those things need to be done in the right way. And I've said my, my piece earlier. But we need to be more agile in order to play our part in starting new churches. Some of us may go and start new churches or be part of a group that's starting them. Some of us might pray for those new churches that are starting. We might have to, in order to reach new generations do things differently. You know, we might have to continue running online service as much as a faff as it is sometimes. But actually, that might be an avenue to reaching people. You know, I'm not going to come and sit in a room full of strangers who are all singing to Jesus, but I'll watch them do that. <laughs> and if, if I think they look all right, like they're not too crazy, I'll, or maybe I'll go and join them. Might have to change the style of music. Country. <laughs> it's, it might be different generations or different groups of people. Um, <clears throat> but we might have to start doing things in a different way. That genuinely, that's like one of the key reasons why I think I, I, I shouldn't be involved in the worship. I've got one speed, I've got one strumming pattern. That's it. <laughs> Mid-tempo, chink-ka-chink-chink. -chink, that's it. 
That's, that's all I've got. It's better than nothing, but there are other people who are better at it than me. That's why, get me out of the way. Starting new things keeps you young. Just as a general, in your life, try something new. Dan's gone out with you. He all, Dan Townley always tries something that he, <laughs> well, whenever I've been somewhere to eat with him, he always orders something that he's never had before. I say to him, well, what if you don't like it? Well, you know. I think, yeah, get like a side that you've never had before, but don't like have your whole meal, something that you've never had before and you're probably not going to enjoy. But, you know, each to their own. But maybe try that when you go out to eat somewhere or when you're doing your shopping, put on a different type of food. Try something new. Get into the habit of being agile, being flexible, trying different things. Because that's what we need to be like in order to be able to pioneer with the gospel. Jesus said, the, le- the harvest is plentiful, plentiful, but the laborers are few. Pray, therefore, earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers. The harvest is plentiful. Jesus has won people for himself, but there's not enough laborers. Prayer precedes pioneering. Start new churches, develop agility, and pray. Maybe proceeds isn't quite the right word, but it might be true to say that the prayer is the first step in pioneering. Someone says, I want to go and start a new church somewhere. I want to reach this people. What you, how you, you know, you could talk about strategy. Okay, what finance do you need? Have you got a location, a building location? Are you going to do a big flyer drop before you start the service? Are you going to, you know, what are you going to do? And there are, if you're interested in this sort of thing, like you can look up what are like the 10 most like obvious um, factors for success in church plants. You know, there are genuinely like someone's done the research and said, if these things happen, it's more likely that the church is going to be successful and will last. There's lots of practical things that can be done, but prayer is the most practical. It is the first thing. It's no good, this is a weak analogy, but it's an analogy. It's no good sitting in a car and turning the key. There's no engine in there. You're not going to get very far. Prayer is the engine. Prayer is the engine. How do we pioneer? We pioneer through starting new churches, developing agility, and praying. And pioneering begins at home. Where do you want to see breakthrough in your life? It was shared a little bit again by Jane earlier. Praying. We want to see breakthrough. Where do you want to see breakthrough in your life? Maybe it's in your family. Maybe you need to see breakthrough in your children, in if you're a parent, your relationship with your children. Maybe relationship with your siblings. You know, maybe you haven't dealt with some stuff that happened when you were kids or as you got older. Maybe your relationship with your parents is not very good. 
Where do you want to see breakthrough in your life? Do you need a change in your work situation? Do you need to see breakthrough in your finances? Maybe your relationship status, maybe your marriage is not in good shape and you need to see breakthrough. Maybe you want to be married. You think, God, I, wanna, I want a partner for this life. Maybe you need a spiritual breakthrough. I just feel so dry, God. I'm going through the motions. I'm praying, I'm reading my Bible, but it's just nothing. It just feels... Maybe you want to see people come to know Jesus. People that you think, oh, I've wanted them to know you for so long, Lord. Are you praying about it? And I don't mean, have you said a prayer about it? Are you praying about it? Are you bothering God about it? There used to be an expression, you know, God botherers. Make him sick of your voice. In there, don't heap up empty phrases. You're not just going to be heard because of, you know, I'm doing these long, eloquent prayers and I'm saying this and I've expressed it this way and now I've expressed it that way. That's not what I'm talking about, but I'm saying every day, God, I'm going to come to you, save them. Save them, Lord. God, I'm coming to you. I want your will to be done, your kingdom to come. I want to see breakthrough. I want a husband or I want a wife or I want... I want children. We, Lord, we're desperate for to, see, to have children. Where do you want to see breakthrough? Lord, I need a new job. I remember hearing uh, someone, <coughs> a guy called Ram Babu, said, someone came up to him, he's an evangelist, and he said, pray for me to have a new job. And he said, well, what, what job do you want? He said, I don't care, whatever job God will give me. So he put a hand on the guy's head, he said, Lord, I pray for a shoe shine job. And the man slapped his hand away and said, I am a data analysis, whatever, computer engineer person. That's the job I want. You know, he sort of, well, let's ask God for what we want. He knows already. Let's be honest enough to admit it to him. And then let's be comfortable with the fact the breakthrough you see might not be the breakthrough you wanted. We're praying, let your kingdom come, let your will be done. Not God, let my will be done. God, let your will be done. We practice pioneering in prayer at home, in our own lives. Let's get into this habit. Jesus taught his followers to pray this prayer that we looked at earlier. And so we should as well. And in a moment, we'll pray. I want each of us to pray, God, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done in a specific situation. Let the authority of Jesus be known in that situation. Let the will of God come to pass in that situation. And then moving forward, on the fourth Sunday of each month in the evening, I am going to be at the hub and I'm going to be praying for new churches that are starting. So I, through New Ground, which is the family of churches that we're a part of, there are a number of new churches starting in different nations in the world. We've got friends linked to this church who are looking to do that. So I'm going to spend time praying for them and you are welcome to join me if that's something that interests you. 
We're going to pray for new churches that are starting and we're going to pray for unreached people groups. The people that Paul would say, I want to go and preach the gospel there because no one's ever done it before. So we're going to respond this morning. We're going to pray for God's kingdom to come. We're going to pray for his will to be done. And then when you leave this place or on your phone, uh, look up joshuaproject.net, which is you know, a, a website which breaks down the, the, the people of the world and into reached and unreached. So you get helpful graphics like this. So this is a, an indication of the number of people groups in the world. And it says that there are approximately, it's fairly accurate, 17,500 people groups, of which 7.5 plus 1, yeah, about six, uh, 8.5, sorry, are minimally, minimally reached or unreached. Unreached with the gospel. So they don't have people sharing the gospel with them. Maybe they don't have the Bible in their own language don't have churches that are made up primarily of people of that ethnicity, language, tribe. This should fuel us in our prayer. There are people who don't know the gospel, don't have the Bible in their own language. They can't read the word of God for themselves. That's why we support people who are, you know, through Wycliffe are, are translating the Bible into languages that don't even have anything written down in their language. So you have to work out the script and then write the Bible. First bit of literature in their language. Fantastic. But let's pray now together. For yourself individually, close your eyes if you're happy to do so and think where do I want to see the kingdom of God advance? Where do I want to see the authority, rule and reign of Jesus advance in my life? And then ask God for it. Father, I thank, I thank you for my friends, my brothers and sisters in this room. I thank you that you are at work in our lives. Whether we're far from you or we're close to you, you are at work in our lives. I pray for the number of different scenarios and situations that have been brought before you this morning that your kingdom would advance that the rule of Jesus would be recognized in those situations. And Lord, we surrender ourselves to you. We say, let your will be done. 
We might have an idea in our head of what you <laughs> your kingdom advance would look like, but we surrender ourselves to you and say, Lord, let your will be done as your kingdom advances. Lord, we pray, help us to be an agile people. Help us to be a people who are committed to prayer, committed to seeing great movements, movements of God start with us kneeling before you, asking for you to move. Lord, help us to be patient in that, not to manufacture our own snow, but to wait for you. I ask all of these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. If there's a particular situation that came to mind and you think, you know, I'd love someone to pray with me about this. It's, it's something, it's a, a, maybe it's something that I've been carrying for a while or it's something that I think I'd love to do that. I'm not sure about it. I've not shared that with anyone. The, the prayer team will be over in that back corner. There are a great bunch of people who want to pray with you about those things. If you said, I, want, I just want to be filled again with the Holy Spirit, I just want to know the closeness of God. I just want to, I'm, I'm in great space and I want to be fired up for the week. Go and be prayed for. So they'll be over in that back corner. I, want to, I really want to hammer this home. Going into the corner and being prayed for is not, oh, I'm really struggling and I'm useless. This is a good thing. It's a, I'm, I'm going for it. I want more. Let's go. Okay? We need to break the stigma perhaps of being prayed for let's go for it church let's pray let's uh, encourage you as you leave let's keep seeking god whatever you prayed for this morning commit to praying for it for the rest of the week at least and see what god does try it and see what god does let's see what god does amen, amen. there'll be tea and coffee outside if you've got children you can go and collect them be blessed. Have a great week. It's been wonderful to be with you all.